Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for the third Sunday in Lent. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister Bruce Sletton, organist Mrs. Courtney Sletton, and acolytes Danika Yelinek and Gabby James. Today's order of service is at trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored morning, by St. John's Lutheran Church. Raise your hand if you had an interesting week. Uh, we're going to be doing communion a little bit differently today. Um, when you come up, I'm just going to be tossing the wafers into your mouth so that you not have to worry about anything. No. Um, communion will be normal uh, as we usually do it today. I am going to be doing our, the announcements that we normally do at the end of service. I'm just going to go ahead and do those now. Uh, some of them do apply to some of the things that we're doing just a little bit differently this morning for worship. Uh, first of all, churches on Wednesday, those of you who were here last week get the inside joke on that, um, I've remembered my announcement sheet, 
So, the, so, the, so that's good. So we got that, that going for us. Okay. Uh, Lenten service is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. The concert schedule for this Wednesday at St. John's Monette has been officially canceled, unfortunately, because of everything that is going around with uh, the virus and such. Uh, council meeting is this afternoon at 1 p.m. here in the church sanctuary. Uh, if you are on one of the board, church boards, please plan on coming to this meeting. The voters' meeting is on March 29th at 1 p.m. in the church sanctuary here. There will be no potluck uh, for that. Anyone wishing to purchase lilies for the church altar during the Easter season needs to get your order in by March 20th. This is the last week to order. The cost is $10 each, and order forms can be found in the narthex. Please call or give your order to either Gloria Kruger or the church office. I was also told yesterday that, uh, that there will be no Braille meetings uh, until, May the, until May 1st, uh, so please take note of that. Uh, in uh, accordance with the things that we're going to be um, doing just out of an abundance of caution and precaution, there will be no offering plates, that, uh, baskets that will be passed down the rows. You probably saw that there are two in the back there, so if you have your offering, your wonderful word, your holy word, your holy gospel, and your sacrament here this morning. We ask now, Lord, that as we worship you, that you would fill us with zeal for your house of worship. And truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. So we begin our worship service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I am It gives me great joy to announce to all of you that God in his great mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The opening hymn is How Sweet the Name of Jesus Sounds, hymn 524, verses 1 to 3. Hymn 524, verses 1 to 3.
Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Oh, how lovely is your dwelling place. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Ever singing your praise. Glory Glory be to the the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Lord be with you. Let's pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament lesson for this morning comes from Psalm 95. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. This is the word of the Lord. O come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. This Chet A special music is by the mixed choir, Shelter in the Storm.
Children, come forward for the children's message, please, in the mighty mites. guess who these people are. I'll give you some clues, okay? You ready for some clues? 
Supposedly, he chopped down a cherry tree when he was little. Oh, oh, on the nosy. Good job. Yeah, we have maybe a picture would help. George Washington. We have a picture of old George right there. Got him on the first guess. Very good. We have another one here. See if you can guess who this one is. She is a grandmother and a great-grandmother. Many people call her queen, and she rules over England. Anybody? 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 Okay, maybe a picture will help. Does that help? Mary Poppins, no. No. She's the Queen of, yeah, Queen Elizabeth, Queen of England. Yeah, okay. Let's see here, I got one, I got another picture here. Oh yes, okay. I bet you everyone will get this one. This uh, person, famous person, famous person, wears a lot of red shirts, a lot of red shirts. This person plays for a very famous football team. Anybody? Oh, on the nosy, yes. Not Mary Poppins, but Patrick. Right there he is, okay. One more now, one more now. Get my picture straight here. Okay, so this person is part of a trio, part of three persons. This person has a big, long book written about him. This person was baptized by John the Baptist. Oh, oh, oh. who do you have? Oh, on the nosy, yeah. We have a picture of Jesus right here, yeah. Pretty good job, pretty good job. I share this, these pictures with you to, to kind of get us in ready for the uh, gospel lesson for today where it's this very familiar story about Jesus going out of his way to go to a place called Samaria to meet a woman, a single person, went out of his way to meet and talk to this woman because he, he knew that he needed to talk to her. And when this woman saw Jesus, and as Jesus was talking to her, she did not recognize who he was. The more he talked to her and the more he told her about things about her life, her first thought was, well, you must be a great prophet. But she missed who Jesus was. And then Jesus told her who he was. That he was the one who was going to die for her sins. But you know, you know who Jesus is. Because at your baptism, Jesus and the Holy Spirit was put in your heart. So you know who he is. And we're grateful for that. So let's thank Jesus for this, should we? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for letting us know who you are through your word. We love you, Lord. Amen. Okay, go on back to your seats now. The epistle reading is taken from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter. Be to thee, O Lord. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never never be thirsty forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, but we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. 
The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ, and when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is the gospel of our Lord. Speak. The hymn of the day is Guide Me, O Thou Great Redeemer, hymn 918, hymn 918. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read from John chapter 4. I would encourage you to either open it up in your pew Bible or on the Bible app on your phone or if you happen to bring your own Bible today because there's some verses before that and a couple of verses after it that we're going to need to look at. So that's John chapter 4 starting at verse 1. You know, what do we, what do we think about all of this stuff? And I found it really incredible that in the midst of all of that stuff that the gospel lesson for today was the woman at the well. And I'm sure that most of you have, if not all of you, have heard this story before. But I want you to sort of think about it, at least at the beginning, I want you to think about this story this way. Of all of the things that Jesus did, and all of the encounters that Jesus had with different people, many of which were not recorded, in John's Gospel, he picks this one. He picks this 
woman. And I think the reason why he picks this woman is because, very simply, she has a story to tell. A very important story. And so I want to give you the setup. So John chapter 4, verse 1. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, he left Judea, verse 3, and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. So, we, so he came to a town of, of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Going back up to verse 4, I mentioned this in a few sermons prior, but notice that it says, and Jesus had to go to Samaria. It's important for you and I to know in the context of this particular story that there were many routes to get to where he wanted to go. You didn't have to go this way. There were other ways that Jesus could go, and yet he doesn't. And why? Well, because verse 4 says, as John records, that he had to go through Samaria. And why does he have to go through Samaria? Well, because the woman is going to be there. And Jesus needs to talk to her. She needs to hear what he has to say. And so it is about the sixth hour. The sixth hour means that it was, about, it was about noon, which means that it's really hot. And so a woman who has a reputation like her, why do you think she goes to the well when it's really hot? Because nobody else is going to be there. So she doesn't have to talk with them, so she doesn't have to interact with them, so that she doesn't have to hear the whispers, so that she doesn't have to see the, the, the crooked faces. She goes to the well at noon because it's hot and because she knows that nobody else is going to be there. Jesus knows that. And so he goes. He goes to Samaria. Going down to verse 7, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me, uh, give me a, a drink, for his disciples had gone to, into the city to buy food. Verse Nine, the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She's right. Number one, Jews have no dealings with Samaritans because Samaritans are sort of a mixed race. They have intermarried. And so because of that, Jews have no dealings with them. So not only does she have that going against her, not only does she have her past going against her, as we're going to find out in just a moment, but she is a woman. A Samaritan woman at this time and in this place, you don't get much lower on the bottom of the proverbial food chain. She's really not somebody that you would associate with, talk with let alone go out of your way as Jesus has to make sure that you find her. I want you to skip down to verse 15. Jesus has this conversation with her, everyone who drinks of this water that I will give to them will never be thirsty again. The woman is blown away by this and says to him in verse 16, no, I'm sorry, verse 
15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. She's not thinking on the spiritual level. She's thinking, well, this is great. Where do I get this water where I'll never be thirsty again? And then Jesus gets to the point for why he has come. Verse 16, go call your husband and come here. Uh, I don't have a husband. Jesus says, you're right. You're right in saying that you have no husbands, for you have had five husbands. And the one that you are currently with is not your husband. So what you have said, yes, woman, what you have said is true. Now, we need to give some context because it's going to be important later. We are not told that the reason why this woman has had five, we are, are not told the reason for why this woman has had five husbands. We're not told. So to assume that it's the woman's fault would be incorrect because we simply don't know. We don't, what we do know about this time, again, as we've said, that women, especially Samaritan women, were at the bottom of the food chain. So my guess, it is probably highly likely that this woman was just sort of passed around from man to man until they got what they needed from her, whatever that was, and then they simply discarded her. That's my guess. Going on to verse, verses 25 through 26, the woman said to him, I know, oh wait, no, sorry, uh, yes, so verse, sorry, go back to verse 18, for you ha- have had five husbands, for, I'm sorry, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not the husband, what you have said is true. Going on to verse 25, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, for he He who is called Christ, when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. In the Gospel of John, this is the first time that Jesus actually tells somebody who he is. To a woman, to a Samaritan woman, to a Samaritan woman that has the history that she does. That's incredible. And if you think about it going on a little bit later when the resurrection happens, who was the first person that sees him? It's Mary, another woman. Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. He reveals exactly who he is to her. He is the Messiah. And then in your Bible app or in your uh, Bible, whatever it is that that you have. Verse 27, just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? 28, so the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Rewind to several verses prior. Jesus says, not only I am he, but then even before that, he says, I am the one who gives this living water. And if you knew who it was who was talking to you, you would have asked for it. And so he reveals that to her. Jesus is the one, very obviously, very clearly, that is the living water, the one that is the spring of life welling up to eternal life. But here's what I find the most remarkable and why this woman's story is so important for everybody to hear. 
The woman said that he told me everything about me that was, that was true. He knows everything about her. Everything. Every heartache, every sin, every past husband, everything that has ever happened to her has caused her to come to this well where nobody else can see her. Jesus knows that, and yet, and yet, he still gives her living water. Even after knowing everything about her, knowing her sin, knowing her brokenness, knowing everything about her, and yet still Jesus says, I am the one who will give you living water. And so what got me to thinking, what's your story? What's your story? What's your past? Are you divorced? Are you caught in a sin that you can't seem to break? Do you feel worthless? Do you feel unforgiven? Like there's absolutely nothing that could ever, that you, because of what you've done, that there's absolutely no way that Jesus could ever possibly, or anybody else for that matter, could ever possibly love you or forgive you again. Do you feel unforgiven? Do you still feel guilty over something that has happened? Do you feel like your life is devoid of purpose? That you wake up every day and it's the same thing over and over and over again. And Satan sort of is whispering in your ear, you know, you're really not doing much. Why don't you get out there and actually do something worth doing? Are you broken for whatever reason? Are you hurting? Do you feel as though no one cares? My guess is, is that in that list that I just mentioned, and I could have kept going and going and going, my guess is, is that that hit at least all of you in some way, myself included. And so here's the thing. Here's the main thing about this particular text, about this woman's story. Jesus knows everything about you. He knows everything about you. Your sin, your ugly thoughts, your unkind words, your divorce, your feelings of worthlessness. He knows everything about you, and yet still he comes, doesn't he? And yet still he comes and says, here, here is the living water that I give. In the context of Lent, let's put it this way. Jesus knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. He knows all of our unkind thoughts, all of our unkind words, all of our unkind actions. Whatever the case is, he knows all of it. He has seen all of it. And yet he goes to the cross for you. Still, still, gladly he goes to the cross for you. Your sin and my sin was the reason for the cross, and still he goes. Why does he go? Well, sort of to steal from last week's sermon, he goes because even if you were the only sinner on earth, the only one, Jesus still would have died for just you. 
And so I end with this, whatever your story is, what, whatever your background is, whatever your past is, whatever your story is, know that your story is this woman's story. And Jesus still will come for you. And Jesus still will not stop seeking you and finding you and bringing you back. Jesus will not stop making a spring of water, life-giving water, dwell up in you for eternal life. And so in the midst of uncertainty, anxiety, whatever the case is, there is this woman's story. And her story is ours. That no matter what our past is, Jesus knows everything about us. And yet still he comes to us through his word, through his sacraments, and most importantly through his cross. And soon, as we will celebrate on Easter Sunday, his empty tomb. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God. God and Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled now with joy and hope. Remind us this week that you go out of your way to seek the lost so that all may be saved. Use us this week to tell all we meet of your great passion and love for the lost. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, 
those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who are confined to their homes. We lift up all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob Curtit, Bob Dodson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Degan, Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda, Wayne Towers, Rose Marie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie, Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Dennis Nost, Little Sutton Grace, Margaret Holly, Norma Kaiser, and Roy Oberman, all of those we name, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. Special prayer in light of the national situation we find ourselves in. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this time of need as our nation and the world deals with this strange new illness which is affecting so many. Be with those those who have been diagnosed with the virus. Be with their families that they tend to their loved ones. Protect all who have not been infected and keep them safe. Guide the hands of the doctors and nurses and all those assisting the sick. Calm our fears and strengthen our faith as we keep our eyes on you, Jesus. Use us during this time in our history to support one another and be cities on a hill. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all those brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Special prayer for the new births. God of all creation, we come to you to give you thanks and praise for the birth of Spencer Salazar, who is the new great-grandson of Glennon and Carol, Carolyn Clybaker, as well as Luke Clybaker, the newest grandson of Nolan and Dottie. Guard and protect these new babies. Keep them health, healthy and safe. Bless their moms and dads with an extra measure of your grace as they adjust to this newest life placed in their care. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for Mary Coward's family. Mary passed away recently. Father, you are the giver of life, the great creator of all things. While we never know the time or the place when you will call us home, we do know you have promised us a place in your heaven where we will be living with you for all eternity. We pray for the family of Mary Coward who passed. Be with all those who grieve during this time. Remind all that those who proclaim your son Jesus as Savior and Lord will have a new life 
that will be forever, where there is no more pain, loneliness, or suffering. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally, nurture the love we have for you and one another. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize
our Lord Jesus Christ on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. First distribution hymn is Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, hymn 761, hymn 761.
says, Lord Jesus, think of me. Hymn 610. Hymn 
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would uplift us to the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Closing hymn is How Sweet the Name of Jesus Sounds, hymn 524, verses 4 through 6. Hymn 524, verses 4 through 6. is made possible by donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Church Council meets at 1 p.m. today in the sanctuary. We have a Lenten service on Wednesday, March 18th at 7 p.m. The voters meeting will be on March 29th at 1 p.m. in the church sanctuary. There will be no potluck.
Just one final announcement for this morning. Uh, there will be a time of prayer available in the chapel immediately following the service today. So if you would like to join in on that, uh, please do so. Again, council meeting is here at 1 o'clock. Uh, for all of you uh, who are part of that, of that group, we look forward to seeing you then. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We command you the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.